So we speak that truth. You know, that's what we speak. And our confessions are just power. It's all about that confession. Everything. Yes. The world's conditioned by words. The carnal words and God's words. And uh, and those inspirational words that God puts in your heart to speak and declare. So when we practice, it's a practice. It's, that's the renewed mind. We're practicing, right? So when we practice, then we're breaking old habits and old thought patterns. And then behold, all things become new in those areas that we're practicing. And it's uh, it's just being faithful, a faithful man, a woman, bounds in blessings. And as we just practice these things with God, with expectation, got to have that expectation there and not just go through the motions. But sometimes it's easy just to go through the motions of confessing or honoring God or ministering healing. Well, I better minister because there's something wrong. Let them come. Like if people need healing, let them come. Let, where's their desire? And like we see with the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus walked past many people that were not right, you know, that were in, in trouble. And, but according to their desire, Jesus needed faith. You know, God needs faith. He's a faith God. It is very, very simple. Like, and that we just have to remind ourselves of these simple truths and not be moved by our emotions and our feelings, you know, because those can be dominating if we are not looking to God. So instead of looking at the problem, we look to God. Okay, Father, you've got the answer and you've got the solution. You need to supply it to me. I'm coming to you. So you're not going to withhold from me because I'm coming to you. You know, I'm asking you. And I know your timing is absolutely perfect. Get me in that place. I'm going to be still. So I'm in that place to receive and then to execute what you want me to do. And, you know, I've learned through the years, many people, as soon as someone was sick or died, they all want to rush to raise them from the dead. But I always stayed back, you know, because unless God told me to do that, it's led by God, like with Jesus, with Lazarus. He was still alive when they, they called for him, but he, he didn't move until God gave him that inspiration to go. And then he died. Lazarus died in the meantime, but it was for the glory of God, you know. So, like, timing and these things isn't dependent upon the urgent of the need right there. It's when God says more. So that's another practice we can practice. Okay, God, I want to go and fix this right now, but <laughs> you lead me, you show me. Just give me that inspirational push in, inside my heart. So I wait for that with God, and I'm practicing that. And it's very powerful when we just do it with God. And uh everything we've got, and that's the practice that we'll always be doing, because sometimes we might know the solution to a problem from the carnal mind, but God might have a better one, a quicker one, a one that's going to bring him glory. So there's all these little areas and avenues that um that I've been learning through these three and a half years, and it's been powerful. And there's times I've done things in my own strength, the results, and then when I, like, God, what's going on? And he said, did I tell you to do that? I didn't tell you to go and do that. You've done that from your own mind. So when we move with God, in synchronization with God, it's being led by God. That's walking by the Spirit. And everything we do is to be led by God and to be moved, even with honouring God. That's been a big subject this week. We had a Bristol leaders meeting, and I was asked a few questions. And God just really brought me back to the simplicity of this honouring God. It's like, Number one, we don't do it from compulsion. We don't do it because we've been told you've got to honour God. Or we get our paycheck and, okay, I better honour God. No, we want to do it. I want to honour God, you know. And I want to show him that. So thankful for what you're giving to me and what you're doing for me and what you've done for me and what you're going to do. I'm, I want to give to you. And the other thing about this giving is, uh, you know, yeah. we carnally, 
like the scripture says that the just shall live by faith, not by sight. So I can say, I was given examples like, I can say, I got my money. There's my wages. All right, so I know I'm going to honor God, but I got bills to pay as well. But what I do, and this is what I practice, okay, God, there's my money. What do you want me to honor you with? You put in my heart what you want me to give, because we're not under law. Okay, so God can show you. So I'm not letting my bills determine what I give and what I don't give or what I can't give. Because if I look at it like that, I'm going by sight. So, Father, you drop in my heart what you want me to give. Whatever it is, I'll give, even if it's everything. That's where my level of heart is. So you show me. And then so when I when you do it that way, it's free, it's easy. You're blessed. You've got the peace. And God will bless that. He goes to work on that. He doesn't need your money. He needs your mm-hmm. faith. The heart behind the giving. That's what he's after. He's after the faith. He's a faith God. And um, so it's all about the heart and the mind. It doesn't matter about, forget about amounts. Like, what is God showing you? That's what you do. That's what you do. And just do it with all your heart. Don't be conditioned by what you've got to pay out and what you haven't got to pay out. So that's a practice as well, because it's, that seems like a hard saying, maybe to some people on there. But if you practice that, God will show you every time, and then you see the rewards of that. You'll see the blessings of that financially and in every other area. He opens it up. And so it's a practice. And so we practice this. And I kind of was going through some records the other day about the first roots and the tenth, you know, bring the tenth and the first fruits, you know. So a lot of people, when they give now today, they kind of go by the tenth. But the tenth belonged to God. It was already God. It's like you, me lending you a hundred pound and then you giving it back to me saying, oh, here's my honor in God. That's not it. Like the tenth in the Old Testament, that belonged to God. And then anything after that was the offerings from the free will heart, not from compulsion, not trying to match somebody else giving or to look spiritual, but really from the heart of gratitude, thankfulness, knowing that God's the source of all our supply. You don't know how he's going to supply and meet all your needs, but you you just got the faith he's going to do it, right? So God builds us to that point. And it reminded me, uh, I'll share now anyway, I might just share now while we're waiting for other people to come on. It reminded me going back in 2005, and God had been working with me to live unto him, like to give up circle of work and just to live and focus with him. Uh, this come to my heart in 2003, the desire started. And it started from when Sangit visited in 2003 and we'd done a fellowship at my mum's home. And he stopped, he said, oh, he said, you're going to move the word in all of the UK and all of Europe. And me and my wife looked at each other kind of laughed because we didn't know anybody outside of Bristol, right, from a bar a couple of people in USA, and he said Europe and all of the UK, right, so we didn't know anyone outside of Bristol as believers, so, but I received that, because I've been praying for 10 years, God, give me a word, show me the direction after I come out of the ministry that we was in, 10 years of praying, God, I need a word from you, I need a direction from you, I knew that was for me, no, I mean, he looked at me and said it. So I knew this was the thing I'd been praying and asking God for. And he said, the way you receive this, this word that I've spoken, is how Abraham received the promise. Well, I'm going the next two. Well, how did Abraham receive the promise? It was so, so simple. It was by faith, right? He received it by faith. So once I cottoned onto that, then the desire started to grow very strongly. I was saying to Kim, I'd be giving up my work soon. I said, I don't know when, but I'm going to give up my job and I'm going to live unto God. And she said, love, 
what Walt Disney film have you been watching? I said, what do you mean? She said, well, God, don't just throw money out the sky. Now, we had all old, the old believers hanging around us at that time. Basically, at that time, our abundance sharing was like £10 out of all these old, very well-established people. Someone encouraged me. He said, when you put the abundance sharing basket around, see who puts in. So one day, I got the abundance sharing basket in this room here, where, was, where I am now, and there was about 15 people. And I put the abundance sharing basket around, and every hand went into this abundance sharing basket. So the last person, then it come back to me. And I just happened to peer into it, and there was nothing in there. There was nothing in there. And I said, you know, I said, this is very interesting. I turned the basket upside down. I said, you didn't lie to me. You lied to God. If you didn't have nothing to put in, you shouldn't have even put your hand in the basket. Unless there was something in there for you to take out. And I know one didn't put no nothing in there, and no one took nothing out. So it just showed me that the people that I was having coming at that time their desire really wanted to do these things. You know, they just wanted to spew off the knowledge and what they knew. And so God just separated it all out for me. And I didn't really have to do much apart from keep my desire with him. And then it came to the point where in uh, June 2005 was when God spoke to me and showed me vividly in a dream. It was so real. It was so real, just like I'm here speaking with you. And then I knew when I woke up, that this was the day I don't go back to work. And so this was some months that have passed to this point. And then that same day we went up to Oxford. We found out there was believers at Oxford because Sangate was going there to teach us how to heal the sick and cast out devils class. So I went up there and uh, this teaching was, okay, God's looking for full-time ministers, those that will live fully unto God. So that was my cue. So it was establishing what was in this dream. And I went up to him. I said, okay, love, today is the day. I don't go back to circle of work. He said, oh, it's about time. Whereas before, we nearly split up over these things, right? So God is so perfect in his timing, how he works in hearts. And then he just worked with my faith. He just worked with my faith in the air of money and all these things to trust and rely and to depend upon him. He's done some wonderful miracles with finances to get us going, to build my confidence, to build Kim's confidence, especially Kim's confidence more than mine, to be honest with you, because I knew God... I knew God was going to do something, and I just didn't know how he was going to do it. But God, that same day, like God provided someone that come up to me or, or rung me the next day, and they got my numbers, a believer I just met. And they said, God put it in our heart that we want to give you, like, this amount every month. It was a small amount, and Kim said, well, that's not going to pay the rent, is it? <laughs> and it kind of went on like that. But God done so many wonderful things to encourage me to stay in that way and to also bless and comfort Kim's heart in me giving that up. That's a big thing for a woman, for a guy, for the guy just to give up his work like that, to live for God. But God worked grace, great grace. And I think within a couple of months, um, it comes to November 2006. And I really wanted to go to India for the first time, but I didn't have the finance. And then someone blessed me with £3,000. And said, listen, I want you to use this as you want, but really to go to India. And if you want to take someone with you, you can. So I did. I took someone with me. And I've never looked back since. You know, yeah, we've had challenges, ups and downs, lots of learning, lots of uh, changing in the understanding and practicing. And But God has been faithful all the way through. Let him work with your faith in this area where you're free. Because when it comes to honoring God, if you feel that you've got to give, you're not going to do it cheerfully. 
And God wants your heart. It's like if I was to give you a gift, and I said, well, let me take it. I can't really afford it, but I, I want to get you something, you know. And you knew it was a strain on me. How's that blessing the heart of God? How's that blessing your heart? You know, so God wants you to have full confidence in him that what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. And we say we believe the word, right? We say we believe the scriptures. And if God says that he's giving you bread for your food and seed to sow, that when you sow that seed, he's going to multiply your seed sown. He's going to increase the fruits of your righteousness. He's going to cause all grace to abound towards you. He's going to cause you to abound to every good work. God means what he says, and he says what he means. And let me tell you, he's, he's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises, what he's declared and what he's spoken and what he's released into this earth. That's what will be. When we kind of move with that with faith, then we start to see these things show up. Now, before I used to try and look, how is that going to happen? Where is that going to come from? And I used to try and fig- figure it out in my own mind. How is this going to be? You know, how, how, how can he do all these things? That's the trust and co- confidence he builds us. So when we begin and we expect, like, God, you said this. You said you'll supply all my need according to your glorious and ri- glory and riches by Christ Jesus. You said that you're my sufficiency in all things. Now, I believe what you said. Now, I've taken action. I've sown this seed. And I haven't got a clue how you're going to meet that need. But I tell you what, God, I trust you to do it. And then give glory to God. So when Abraham, when he become fully persuaded that he was going to be the father of many nations, what according to the promise and words of God, he become fully persuaded. He gave what? Glory to God. So whatever you're practicing, whether it's honoring God, whether it's whatever area in your walk that you're uh, practicing, give glory to God, because God is true. He's going to keep to his word. He watches over his words to perform it. And he's never let me down. Never, ever let me down. Even when I didn't do it with understanding, he blessed me. And um But he wants us to know. He wants us to understand that when we do something that he's written, and that he's declared and he's released into words, into this atmosphere and into the scriptures there. When we do that from the heart, then he's going to, he gives him that room to bless us. He needs to go, he needs permission to work in your life, right? When you're saying what God says, like your words are seed. So when we say what God says from a heart of faith, that our heart is married up with our words, then God goes to work on that. When we honor God with our substance, we do it with heart and faith and gratitude and expectation. He goes to work with that. He starts to bring that arrangement that he's already done to your, to your pocket, right? To bless you, to enrich you, to take burdens off you, to undo heavy burdens in the financial sector of your life. God wants you completely free. He wants you to be joyous in everything that you're doing, especially when it comes to finances. It's just so amazing because I never used to have this type of understanding I've got now. But it's through my practice, through my desire to really want to know, to see the things work, praying for laborers, you send the laborers. Like, you know, I pray. I've got an expectation on these things. So you've got to expect. And if God says to do something and you do it, you meet the conditions, he's going to do it. He gives us the wisdom and knowledge that we can do it with joy, not with fear, not with uncertainty, not with doubt. But now, for those that sow their seed, now you expect the harvest. And when you bless, if you treat someone for a meal, expect, sow it as a seed, so that you can get more back, so you can do it again more. 
So if I go out and God shows me, now you take care of this, I do it. I say, Father, can you take that as a seed? Because I want to do more of this. I want to be that blessing. And you've blessed me to be that blessing. You've blessed me of all spiritual blessings. So I think it's all about the mind, the heart, the attitude in what we're doing thing, how we view the things. Are we using our carnal mind? Are we letting the senses dictate what we can do with God or what we can't do with God? Or are we moving in that genuine faith that we're stepping out there, even if, even if we look ridiculous to someone, it doesn't matter. And so God will build you to that point, like he did with Moses. He worked with Moses' faith, got him to the point of not only believing, but receiving and manifesting the power of God. Because God wants you to manifest his great and precious promises. He wants you to receive the abundance that he's made available to you. He wants you to manifest the healings in the part of your body and your mind or, or whatever's going on in your life. He wants to heal relationships. He's a God of restoration. And so, like, he's really working. Like, you know, I know this topic is right on point spiritually. I know I'm not the only one talking about it around the world. When we went to Nepal, I was just blown away because I went there when the work first began, when there was about 10, 15 people there. Now there's thousands, I mean, literally upon thousands upon thousands, tens, hundreds, thousands, I don't know, many, many people. And when we first went, us uh, Westerners would go with Sangate there. But Sangate would always pay for all the Nepali leaders and believers that would come, their food, maybe help them out with the traveling, some accommodation so that they could be with us. And uh, there's a totally different ball game now because these guys, the things that I've been encouraging that I learned and what Sangate taught me and what he's encouraged in the beginning was, you know, we speak in tongues much, we speak by the spirit and we honor God with our substance. Get people to begin there. And when they begin practicing that, they will prosper. And so Sangate had obviously been encouraging this to his key leaders. He doesn't work with all those thousands of people. He works with key leaders. And so they've gone and they've just practiced what they've been encouraged by their minister, which was Sangha, who they connect to. And so the people then listened to their leaders and then they began to practice. And, you know, not doing anything in their own educational mind or what they understood, but just receiving the words gladly as the words from God to their hearts, the words that they were speaking. These guys are prospering. Man. These guys are so much prospering. It blew my cookie, especially uh, with Krishna. I already shared this. You know, Kim, she'd been to his house when it was just ground level little barn. And now it's like a palace there. Like, you know, God has just prospered the man and the believers with him. And uh, um, Jyoti and Suresh, again, building their, they got a house. They got another house now and, they built it in a prime location before they knew that they were going to make Pokhara Airport an international one. So that's boosted their property. But they're focused with God. They're moving with God. They've got a little business as well that God blessed them with. But the focus is God. They've got other people doing it so they can focus moving with God and encouraging God's people. They're free. They can be called upon any time to go here, there, or anywhere. So it's all about your focus. It's all about who's really first in your life. And, like, God's got to be priority. Like, for me, God's priority. I drop everything for God. Doesn't matter what's go whether it's Christmas Day, doesn't matter. Like, if God wants me to go and do something, I'll go and do it. If it's in the middle of a conversation, or whatever the need, God is to be first. 
And the other things are secondary, you know, the other activities in this world. And God works with us to give wisdom with the people that are close to us. And uh, and God wants many people to rise up. And God is not a respecter of persons. Like what I'm doing, what Sangate's doing, what their leaders are doing over there, you, you can do the same. And the prosperity God wants you to have. He wants you to be able to do stuff. He wants you to be free to live and move. Not just the minister. It's not just on the minister to get rich and prosper. Everyone. Everyone. God wants everyone. But people shoot themselves in the foot in the air of giving and receiving. They really do. And and God doesn't want you to do that kindly. He wants you to do it from your heart. Understanding what you're doing. You know, and doing it with a thankfulness and a gratitude. And not letting your circumstances dictate what you give or what you don't give. And this is what I've done for many years. But since I've got my mind in the right place with God, and I'm practicing those things, then things are just taken off for me also. And so now I want this for the people that connect to me. My my heart is to encourage these things. Because it's the grace of God. It's not because I'm special or I'm, I went full time as a minister for God. It's nothing to do with that. It's all about desire to God to do the things that he wants you to do and his grace, his wonderful grace upon grace. He's doing the work. God just wants your faith and obedience. That's it. Do what he puts in your heart. You're going to get blessed. And then other people will see your life and they're worried, inspired to do the same. They, they see the blessings in your life. Let, let people see the blessings in your life. You don't have to hide it. Let people see what God's doing for you. You know, stand out there, shine as that light in every area, not only in heart and mind and words and reconciling people back to God, but in your living. Show people that you can be prosperous. You can come from where you are and and be better because God wants you to have those things. He doesn't want you just to get by. God is not a get by God in any area of our lives. And the key thing is that the honouring God is connected to everything else, the outreach of the word, the prosperity in the heart and the growth. Prosperity starts in your heart, receiving heavenly words to your heart. As you act upon them, then you grow and you prosper, and then you take the right decisions, and then you do the right moves because God's working in you. You can see the wisdom. You can, you know, as you begin to practice, God encourages you, blesses you, and then you want to do it more. And so when we went there to Nepal, like I said, I went there and, uh, the mills, Jochi and Suresh, they called a meeting and said, okay, you visitors and leaders, Indian leaders and the Pali leaders come. You don't have to pay for a hotel room. We're taking care of all of it. Your morning breakfast, your afternoon meal and your evening meal. We, we want to bless you. We want you to just enjoy. And that's what they've done. It was like, I was just blown away. There's a lot of people there, but you know. Uh, a lot of leaders that have traveled from India, a lot of leaders that travel from over Nepal. And the general, they had the, they had the finances to do it because God has blessed them because they haven't got their mind set on that. They've got their mind set on what does God want me to do? God first, the focus. So with abundant sharing, you know, God does want you to manifest what you sow. That's why he set it up for you to do so that when you give, you receive. Now, just do that part and don't worry about how it's going to come to you. Don't try and figure it out. That's what can hinder you because then you can come into doubt. So when we just do what God shows us to do, then bang, everything starts to flow. It really does start to flow. Forget about you've sown it also. You've done it. You expect from God. It's done. It's a done deal. And I'll just finish off here because uh, obviously I don't usually start to it about 15 minutes ago, but 
I just got inspired with this because it, I know it's a big thing that God wants people to really grasp hold of, not avoid it, not think someone's after your money because they're talking about it, but because God wants you to prosper. And I was sharing today, um, again, with uh, one of the believers that Elijah, when God told when the famine come, God told him to go to the brook Cherith. God took care of his knees there. And when the brook dried up, you know, God told him to go to Sarapath. He said he's commanded a widow woman there to feed him. Not that she knew that, but it's as, as the game played out. And, uh, and he said to her, like, you know, fuck, no, before you go and do anything, first make me a little cake. You know, he had to work with her, encouraging her. The words he spoke to her got her to the point where she made that little bit of cake and her meal and her oil didn't run out. But the man of God, God sent the man of God to her. And then you got that other record with the other widow woman, Elijah's, uh, where the, it was the, it was the prophet's widow, like the prophet had died, I believe, and then she was in debt. The creditors were going to come, take her sons until the debt was paid off, right? And so she went and saw Elijah. She was a, you know, a wife of a prophet. So she, she obviously was God's kid. She knew about how God works. And so she went to the man of God. So with the first woman, the man of God, Elijah, went to her. But in this record, she went to the man of God. And God works both ways, right? So he told her what to do with the pots and pans. And everyone knows the story where he told her to borrow all these pots and pans and just start to use the little bit that she had. Everyone's got something to give. And as we give from what God shows us to do, what God puts in your heart, whether it's coming from directly to your heart or someone's encouraging you, when you act upon that, that's where the blessings come. God needs faith, action from the encouragement being given. It's just very, very simple. And we don't have to complicate. You don't have to do Bible studies on this. You just need to do it. God will build your faith. God will give you the confidence. And so when we do it with that heart, like the woman and and the rich man, you know, the the one that gave of her two mites, you know, she gave everything she had. Those two pennies was like a million pound, like a guy would give a million pound away to her. But her heart was for God. So it's all about trusting God. It's always, it's all about having confidence that He is the source of your supply. He's going to take care of you. That you don't know how He's going to do it, but your faith says He's going to do it. And that's why it's faith giving. For me, it's faith giving. And it's not that I'm dictated about what to give, how much to give, when to give because of my circumstances. I'm not letting my circumstances dictate my giving, but what I receive. Is up to me what I want to give. And if I got confidence, I know what the sum. So, you know, it's just an easy thing. The manifestation, the results of the blessings of that isn't on you. It isn't on you to figure out. It isn't on you to try and work it out. Well, how are you going to do that? I got no connections. How is he going to bring me abundance? Listen, do you believe God's going to bring you abundance? Well, he's going to do it. And then let that be your words. My God is faithful. My God shall supply. My God's already supplied then you'll find that abundance will start to show up. It starts to materialize in front of you. God knows how to do it. He knows how to work with your faith to be fully confident on it. He doesn't want you biting your nail up to the second knuckle. He doesn't want you stuck there trying to work it all out. Well, why am I not manifesting this abundance? Or um, how is it going to get to me? When we go there, we've already kind of moved out of faith in a sense. Um, but what we do do, when we get those thoughts, we say, Father, I've got all these thoughts, but I give them to you. I'm cast these to you because you're, it's not on me how you're going to provide for me. It's that's on you. So I leave you to do that. And then just get on every day doing what God gives you to do. 
And um, and then if you start coming low in faith, then start saying what God says. Declare those promises of God from your mouth. And so this is what I do. This is personally what I do in my life. And uh, and not to look at people, not to depend upon anyone, but to depend upon God. So when we start looking at the people, they start drying up. We look at God. He's the source of all my supply. He can multiply the fish and the bread. He, he's given us that authority also to do. So like God's a multiplier. God likes to multiply the good things in our life. He wants us to have great joy. He wants us to have great success. The thoughts and plans you have to you are not only evil, but good to give you a hope and expected end. He wants you to enjoy this life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you drink, but keep God first. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you desire. You don't even have to think about. He'll add it to you even before you can ask. And then do the things he shows you to do. When you do that, everything starts to move swiftly and powerfully. You know, the word of Jehovah runs very swiftly. So you need to give a voice to what's in your heart, that what God's put in there. You need to declare. You know, God calls those things which are not. The substance for light was there, but it wasn't manifest until we started saying it. Light be, or, you know, let there be light, whichever way you want to say it. God spoke that. It was already there. It wasn't manifested the light. God says, light be, stretch forth your thine hand. It's on the command. No, your words are your command. What do you, what, what do you wish? What do you desire? If you desire the things of God, then I'll encourage you to say what God says. Let him energize you, give you words. You also got great and precious promises you can declare. You know, God will always make us the head. One of the prophets with the bones, what do you see? See dried bones. And I ask all of you, don't have to ask me, by the way, what do you see in your bank account? Well, I see a couple of zeros in there. Well, I see uh, only a couple of thousand in there. What do you see? I see great abundance overflowing. That's what I see because my God is not El Chipo or El Chapo, right? My God is the God of abundance. And he wants me so blessed that I can have an impact in this census realm on the financial area to help other people as well as myself. It's not about me. See, God will take care of everything for me. And he'll give you that abundance when your heart isn't set upon it, but your heart's set upon him. So it's all about the heart, guys. Every This giving and receiving is all about your heart, all about your confidence and trust, not going by the carnal, not giving from the carnal. Don't let your your finances dictate what you give and what you don't give. Seriously, don't do it. Practice what I'm saying. Like, put it to the test. Put it to the test. Go to God. Father, I thank you. You show me what to give from here. And whatever you show me, and I got peace in my heart with, that's what I'll do. No matter if it's large or small, I'll do that. And I'll expect a great abundance back. Now, God, you said to me, and you said in your scripture, that if I sow my seed, you'll multiply it. And it's the law you set up in the earth as well. Seed time and harvest, day and night, summer and winter shall not cease. Giving and receiving. These are the principles you set up. Now, I know with you blessing it, it's going to be mega. And I want to be a blessing, God. I don't want to consume this upon me. There's only so many Gucci t-shirts I could buy or Tommy Hill figures, right? There's only so many things you can buy, right? I got no interest in it, to be honest with you. It's nice to have a little bit of a nice little necklace just to look pretty. You look handsome. A little haircut, you know, eyebrows done. Nothing wrong with those things. Nothing wrong to drive a nice piece of tin and nice rubber wheels. Nothing wrong with that. That's all it is. It's metal, isn't it, right? You know, these things are going to decay. So I don't set my love upon it. 
You see what I'm saying? People can look at you and say, oh, he's always going on about this and that and all that. That's their problem with God. Take it up with God if you think that. But I'm telling you now, God is blessing me and God is blessing those that hear me because I am practicing these things. God has taught me these things. I've also learned and observed to do these things myself that other people that are, you know, looking to God and with pure heart, bringing to God's deliverance to people's hearts and minds, because that's where the true prosperity starts, in the heart and the mind. You know, and then from there, the overflow of that within will start to manifest without. And then what's in your wallet when you give from that, that will also start to manifest from within and without. And then you'll have so much more to give. You won't even think about money. You won't even give it a second thought. You know, you know you need it, but God will bless you so you don't have to think about it. He wants you focused with him. And he says, do these first things. Then I can bless you. You won't even have to worry about that and think about it anymore. You'll be totally focused with me. And so God's taken me all these years to get to this point, you know. But you don't have to take all those years. You just have to have faith. Receive these words as the words of God and not as the words of Lawrence. What I'm saying, you know, is in the scripture. This is what's written. Now we want to live it out. We want to manifest this power, not just healing and deliverance, but also this financial thing. Because if you look at the world, it's going downhill, but we're going to prosper. We're going to prosper, right? So Elijah and the widow woman was taken care of through a famine. God gave great wisdom to Joseph when there was a famine there, right? When there, there was going to be a seven years of, you know, nothing. But God gave the wisdom of four times so that they could live prosperly in those times and they became the blessing to the world. And I'm sure many people turned their hearts to God as well and were thankful. So anyway, that's what I think I'll share.